0: What you're about to hear is of a general nature and doesn't take into account your personal financial situation, needs or objectives. We recommend you seek financial advice before making any decisions about your super and consider the relevant UniSuper product disclosure statement.
1: Well, hello and welcome back to another episode, another year in fact, of Super Informed Radio, the podcast where we help you wade through the deep waters and complexities of super and the broader world of finance as always i am Lyndon. i'm rob
0: and i'm marta and happy new year to you our loyal listeners so it's a truth universally acknowledged by many experts on all things finance that talking about money can be in fact quite liberating but when it comes down to it not many people are actually that keen to open up about their money in fact according to some us data by investing app acorn that i came across 68% 68% of people said they'd rather talk about their weight rather than money. Now, I don't know about you guys, but that seems a rather high. How do you feel about it?
2: Look, Marta, I consider myself a old-fashioned gentleman in the modern era. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, it, it's quite interesting because when you talk about that research, there was an article linked to that research which discussed a book released by Emily Post, who was the manners guru back in the early 1900s. The book being etiquette in society, in business, in politics and at home. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Um, And the book basically advised people to keep their finances private. And it's actually a lesson that's lasted, I think, a century for some people, including myself. So it's, a, I think, a culturally important book. I don't feel comfortable talking about my finances to anyone. Not um, even your family? Not even my family. Mm. So I don't know if it's I've been brought up a certain way or that book has had such an impact on society that it's just, it's I really subscribe to it. I don't know, but I, I, it's something I don't feel comfortable talking about. So it's a no from me.
0: It's a 50-50 from me, I have to say. I think there are certain aspects of money, like, I think of it maybe in two tiers, like maybe more superficial things like the prices of coffee or shopping or that kind of stuff. I feel I'm okay with talking about it to more people. But when it comes to more serious stuff like managing money for paying off debts or or saving for more significant things or budgeting or living, there's only a smaller group of people that I feel comfortable talking to, like my best friend and that kind of thing, because it acts as a bit of a bouncer. And even I know she won't judge me. But having said that, you know, a few months ago I talked about my money quite openly on the pod, so <laughs> yeah. I'm a bit of an open book.
1: You laid it all bare for our did. listeners. <laughs> um, yeah. What about yourself, Lyndon? What's your attitude towards this? Yeah, I find it quite interesting in a way because just listening to what you were saying, Rob, I'm also... Pretty private about you know my spending and my finances um, there are some things which I will openly discuss but only with certain people for example you know major purchases like I don't know car or home or something maybe I'll talk about that with my family um, but in terms of you know how much do I put away every week how much have I got saved up how much have I you know got sitting there for a rainy day um, you know whether I can then use that for an overseas holiday or whether you know uh, I'd, I would rather keep that side of things Well, pretty much most things really private in regards Mm. to my my finances. That's just uh, the way I feel about things. But in terms of how people generally might think about um, finance and their attitudes towards it, I understand both of of you have been out uh, and taken it to the street.
0: Yeah, we did. We wanted to get a broader sense of um, what people's attitudes are towards money and um, we found that the answers were rather surprising.
2: Yeah, so let's take a listen and see what people had to say. Would you prefer to talk about your weight or your money?
0: Um, I'd prefer to talk about money myself personally, but I think it depends on your own personal circumstances.
1: Definitely my weight.
0: Either, it doesn't really bother me. I feel like both are open topics.
1: Um, I'd rather talk about my weight.
0: Um, probably weight. And why is that? Yeah. Um, I don't know, like money is just such a more taboo sort of subject, I feel, yeah, and it's, I don't know, it's uncouth.
2: I'll talk about either, but probably not to a stranger. <laughs> Do you have any concerns or reservations about talking about your finances to friends? Uh, no, not really. It's, it's Other people don't usually talk about it, so it's, it's not something that comes up very often, um, but I've just built a house, so I'm very happy to tell everyone how poor I am for the next 30 years. Would you rather talk about your weight or your money? My weight, because I'm conscious of my weight
0: um, and how my clothes fit and how I look and um, I think money's more of a private issue. So why would you avoid the uh, topic of money?
1: Um, I think there's a society taboo around it and it's something personal and probably there's still a little bit of a a class society about us and Mm -hmm. we probably have some judgments towards each other.
0: Um, I prefer to talk about money because it's actually what I know about. So money is what I've always worked in. So for me, that's actually a very easy conversation. However, my siblings, they're all tradies. So they know nothing about superannuation. They're very bad at budgeting. So they'd probably actually prefer to talk about weight than money. I think it depends on your attitude towards money itself. Do you have any thoughts about why some people might find it difficult to talk about money? Being so young, it can be quite a touchy subject, especially being on a budget. Um, when you have certain responsibilities and trying to learn to live out of home, it can be quite difficult. I know a lot of my friends find that quite hard.
2: And my immediate family and my some of my close friends, we talk about it openly and others not. Um, I think we're a bit private about our finances. I think we, we like to keep things to ourselves. Uh, I'm not frightened of asking for financial advice. But I think, um, you know, disclosing my finances is sometimes a little bit uh, difficult. Do you think that view that you hold of keeping um, your money matters private is something you've held all your life?
0: Um, yes, I'd say so. Yeah. More, but more so um, as I've got older, maybe, and um, have more money. The more you have, I, the more I would prefer to keep it private.
1: So quite a mix of responses there, uh, Rob and Marta, with your travels with that microphone.
0: Yeah, I think it was uh, very interesting to hear uh, some of the influences that age and maybe life stage has on people's attitudes towards discussing money. Mm. I think that was a bit of a surprise for me.
2: Yeah, but some some mixed responses, which we weren't really sure what to expect. We ended up with a mixed bag of views there on, on what people would rather talk about.
0: So I think while people are a bit more comfortable talking about money when there's a bit more bountiful or plentiful of it, I think when things get dire is when that mindset starts to shift. So I think... Um, with that in mind, should we introduce our special guest?
2: Absolutely. We have with us today Claire Takon, um, who is a financial counsellor for the Consumer Action Law Centre and provides free, confidential and independent financial advice to Victorians experiencing financial difficulty through the National Debt Helpline for Victoria. Claire, thanks for joining us today.
0: Thanks for having me. So Claire, can you tell us a little bit about what you do as a financial counsellor with the National Debt Helpline?
3: Yeah, sure. So the National Debt Helpline is a phone-based financial counselling service. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we speak to people over the phone who are in financial hardship, um, people who can't afford to pay their bills and debts, and we give information about rights and options. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we're a free, confidential service. Uh, We're government funded, I guess we we try to give people the tools to Mm -hmm. self-advocate, but if Uh, they're particularly vulnerable or you know just feeling totally overwhelmed we can also organise a warm referral for them to meet with a face-to-face financial counsellor Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah probably um, only about about 20% of our calls um, are referred out.
0: And it's available nationwide?
3: Nationwide. So yeah, if you call 1800 007 007 from anywhere in Australia, you'll get your state's version of the service because some of the laws um, differ state to state.
1: So Claire, considering the broader theme of um, our discussion and the responses that we've um, just heard, what are your thoughts? And for I guess the main question, why do you think it is that people struggle to talk about money?
3: Uh, well, I think I think it is very much a cultural thing. And that idea of older people um, having more trouble, I think, is right. From the, the people that I speak to on the phone, um, often there's a real sense of shame in admitting that um, things aren't going so well, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, it's it's sort of it's considered maybe not polite. That idea of it being a taboo. It's interesting.
1: So when people come to you, they're already at that stage, though, aren't they? Before intervention could have been taken earlier is that?
3: Um, not necessarily but um, they're, they're struggling yeah they're, they're, um, they're in financial hardship so then they're, they're feeling um, that they're not able to pay their bills and debts.
0: Do you think that um, we as a society are becoming worse at sort of managing how finances or better or no change? Well,
3: I don't think I think what has changed is the amount of credit marketing that is out there uh, so I don't think People have changed, people have always wanted nice things, but mm-hmm. now we don't have to save for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like every shop you go into, there's some kind of credit that's that's being offered, you know, whether it's, it's after pay or zip pay, if you're buying a pair of shoes, um, you buy a couch or, um, you know, a TV, you don't have to buy the one that you can maybe afford, but you're offered a 24-month interest-free loan, or which is fine. You know, things might be fine now, you might be able to pay it off now, but what happens if... if you situation changes.
1: I've noticed that a lot actually just recently, like you say. Like, I mean, we've all seen, you know, 24-month interest-free on your flat-screen mm. TV or whatever, but even mm. just n- regular shops in regular shopping centres, like those things where it's like, you know, you can basically walk out of the shop with whatever you want. That's right. And yeah, there's and all sort of these terms. Yeah, you're sort
3: from paying for it in full. Yeah, um, sign up on the app, yeah. you know,
2: don't think twice about it. Mm-hmm. And then mm. Yeah. Um, just taking you back to the interview that we did, you had a listen. Mm. Did any of those responses... Surprise you at all
3: uh, no, I don't think so. I think um, you know, yeah, like I said, with the people that ring, ring us up are, um, I find definitely older people maybe a bit more reticent to talk about these things, mm-hmm. and you know maybe people who have had more but then fallen into to trouble, whereas people who probably have never had much money, it might be easier perhaps, mm-hmm. but it just depends. I mean I, yeah I think um, I think it is a cultural issue that we've got as well. I've um, you noticed know, people that I know are quite happy to talk about how much they've bought their house for or sold their house for or how much uh, money they are making and they, you know, they ask the question of me or, you know, it's, yeah, I think it, it isn't a taboo at all.
2: And, and perhaps we have a different generation now, you know, with social media, people are, are broadcasting their news and a lot more, uh, less private as perhaps they used to be yeah, And we found that when we were talking to younger people that they were quite happy to talk about mm. their finances, whereas the older people yeah. felt it, it was a bit more of a private issue. Yeah, yeah. So there's yeah. that as well?
3: I mean, it, I, yeah, I think, I think that is right. I think I mean, it's interesting because it, it's obviously something that we all think about. And, you know, the, the, um, it was the best-selling book last year in Australia was a book about finances. So people are interested in it. So, you know, it's strange that we're not all talking about it more,
1: isn't it? I think one of the things that interested me in the Vox Pops that we listened to, just reflecting on my own attitudes to talking about money, say, for example, with my family and like my, my inner circle, I would have those very upfront conversations like, yep, did this, you know, cost this much and blah, 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 mm-hmm. and this is my plan around it. But within my circle of friends, I might think twice about how I might talk about, you know, big purchases, for example, a home or something, mm-hmm. because, you know. Not everyone's in the same circumstance, and maybe you're a little bit more considerate of how that news might come across. Or yeah. do you find yeah, that I mean, as well? people
3: don't like to boast, do they? So yeah, maybe there's yeah people that have have more money. I mean, one of the people that you spoke to, I think, said that, didn't she? That the more she want, now that she's got more money, she doesn't like to talk about it. So mm-hmm. that idea of yeah, showing off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I've spoken to quite a few. Uh, women in particular who haven't told their partners about the amount of credit card debt they've got and, you know, the (laughs) amount of stress that these people must be under, you know, having a secret like that from their their partner, you know, it's, yeah, scary.
1: So that sort of touches on one of the reasons why people might get into financial stress. Is that the most common reason that you see or are there other sort of you know, key common reasons that people um, get into those think, situations? Yeah,
3: everyone everyone has a story, but pretty much, I mean, the most common reason is that something's gone wrong in their life. There's been some um, trauma, uh, whether it might be, uh, you know, they they lost their job or their um, relationship's broken down. Something has, has not gone to plan and they haven't had a financial safety net to fall back on. Um, we also speak to a lot of people who just don't, they're just on such a low income that they don't have enough money to pay for their basic things that they need, including their um, electricity usage. Uh, So, yeah, but but for many people it is just um, some emergency that's happened and they've had to fall back on credit because they didn't have money in their bank account to to cover. Mm -hmm.
0: And then it sort of rabbit holes or spirals out of control from there. Yeah, yeah. Personally speaking, would you be comfortable talking to your friends about money or would you rather avoid the subject?
3: I think, well, I'm quite an open person, so I do talk about it. I don't think, um, but I'm I'm conscious that other people don't. So, Mm. yeah, I mean, I sold a house last year and I didn't tell people, um, unless they asked me how much I sold sold it for. Yeah. Whereas, you know, in normal, you know, I don't mind talking about how much I pay for a pair of shoes. Although that shocks people too sometimes. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, I think it you know, I think reflect like that sort of reflects a little bit of um my own attitudes. It's like I would talk to certain people about certain things to do with money, like how expensive movie tickets are these days versus but when it comes to sort of bigger stuff, I might avoid it because it can I might want to avoid a bit of judgment or whatever. Yeah. That kind of social peer peer kind of view.
1: So if you had one tip or a, few, a number of tips, Claire, what would be some of your top tips to people if they were feeling that they were under financial stress or even if they weren't just some general um, tips as well?
3: Yeah, well, I mean, I think there are so many variables that would um, change my answer to that question. So it would depend if they had, um, uh, you know, if it was a short-term um, financial stress that they were um, found themselves in. And if that was the case, then uh, there are... Um, the best thing to do is to speak to your bank or lender because there are protections in the legislation to um, assist in those um, circumstances. A lot of people are just scared to, to talk to their bank in those situations, but it's it's always much better to do that. Um, I think, in general, avoiding financial stress, the best thing to do is actually really think about your finances and do a budget, look at how much money you've got coming in and how much money you need for all the essential things, like your rent or your mortgage or um, and all your bills. But importantly, putting money aside to save for a safety net, um, so that if anything does go wrong, and it will, um, that's a given, there will always be an emergency in life. You know, it might be your car breaks down or it might be something more serious. Um, but if you've got money put aside, you're much less likely to get into financial stress when things go wrong.
2: All right. Mm-hmm. Steer clear from the 60-month interest-free. Yes. Turns on, you know, a new couch at uh, wherever. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, Claire, thank you so much for coming in today mm-hmm. and telling us a little bit about what you do and, and some, of the, some of the issues you, you hear about from members of the community. And uh, we hope that that's been uh, insightful for
1: our members.
3: Thanks. Thanks for having me.
1: Fantastic. And that brings us to the end of another episode of Super Inform Radio, our first for 2018, Marta and Rob. Now remember, if you would like to check out um, some of the information that Claire was talking about in, uh, in the interview we did with her, check out the show notes for the podcast, the numbers and websites and all of that sort of stuff. is uh, That's where that is.
0: Mm-hmm. And as usual, if you'd like to catch up on past episodes of our pod, head on over to unisuper.com.au forward slash podcasts or subscribe to us through any good podcast app. If you've liked what you just listened to, please give us a review or a rating as it helps new listeners find us. And as you know, we're all about sharing here. And finally, if you've got any questions or topics that you'd like us to explore in future episodes, remember you can email us at any time at superinformed at